everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Hope you like the new introduction song here. We're going to talk um, today about money. I had a conversation with someone a, f- a while back and we were talking about, um, they're asking me questions about uh, money coming in and good investments and these sort of things. So I want to talk about money. I'm not really going to take time today to talk about investments because I think there's things that need to come before you start looking to invest. So we're going to have this conversation. Uh, when you when someone first enters into the workforce, the initial thing that happens is when income comes in is people start to spend money, right? So uh, maybe you're, you're of the age where you've been working for a while now and um, and you've got like a good budget figured out or you know like what it takes to kind of live. But then what do I do with a little bit left over? And if you're not disciplined, you'll find that you'll always just spend, right? So there's statistics like uh, it's a, it's a the vast majority of Americans that live paycheck to paycheck that if one paycheck goes away, they're 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 above they're below below water, right? And so as a as a faithful person, as a diligent person, and then a person of faith as well, um, I believe God wants us to prepare to be good stewards of what God has given us. So. We're going to talk a little bit about this today and kind of my steps of what I would do if if I were in your shoes. You know, when I started working, uh, the first job that I had, um, the first job I was making 10 bucks an hour, I was working like 30 hours a week. And then uh, my mom started charging me rent, which I'm grateful for. So I had some some money going out and then I got a cell phone and then, you know, it was like down the line things and then vehicle and all that stuff. But then when I started making more money, these are things that no one told me that I wish someone would have uh, years ago. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, about some of these things here. But um, the first thing I want to talk to you is about um, really the order of what spending should look like. So when spending starts, what the order of spending should look like. As believers, our, our number one priority, so if you're taking notes, our number one priority, number one, is to honor the Lord with the tithe. And so you take 10% of the gross amount that you make. If you're If you're working and you're making 10 bucks an hour, and you're working 40 hours a week, so that's $400 a week, you would take 10%, which is $40 off the top, and you would give that to the local church, not to not to a pastor, not to another minister, not to a charity, not to anybody else, but to the local church where you get fed the Word of God. And so your number one priority is the tithe. Number two priority and again, I'm open to make adjustments to this because we're all still learning and growing. Number two priority would be bills. So that would be what it costs you to live. Your uh, living, like rent, your vehicle. Um, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about your Netflix account. I'm not talking about your uh, uh, your magazine subscription or your makeup subscription. I'm talking about. Uh, now, no, okay, maybe maybe makeup would be covered in that, but I'm not talking about like, oh, I have this thing that I do every month, and I, I my Xbox Live subscription or PlayStation subscription. I'm talking about necessities, right? So there there needs to be a division between what's spending and then what's bills, and so your utilities, if you're paying uh, gasoline for your car, your insurance, your uh, your car payment, uh, your uh, living situation, and then your food, what you need to eat. So tithe first, number two would be bills. Number three, I would say would be um, giving. And so once you've looked at your bills, once you've, and you, and people have their own way of doing this, but hey, I've, I've uh, got this amount that comes in, let's just say uh, $3,000 a month comes in, I give the Lord $300 a month in tithe. 
and then I pay my bills and my bills are X amount and then I have this much left over. And now with the remaining money, I'm going to give offerings and then I'm going to uh, save and then I'm going to invest and then last, I'm going to spend. So number one, tithe, number two, bills, number three, giving, number four, saving, number five, investing, number six, spending. You can make an argument that giving would come before bills, but I would also say that you do not want to be giving and then you can't pay your bills. That's not the way God intended it to be. So number one, tithe, bills, giving, saving, investing, spending. On the other side, you could even, and and this is where it's it's personal preference, um, there, there has to come a point where you decide to save because some people get to number one, they tithe, number two, bills, and then giving, and then all of a sudden they feel like they're out of money. And that means that their your bills are too high. So uh, for this to work, for this conversation to actually work and this to be effective, you have to have a basic idea of what what it costs you to live. So I guess if I'm going to give you homework for any of this to work. Uh, you, you have to be able to narrow down what you're spending to live. And so that's going to be my homework for you. And this isn't maybe the easiest task, but I want to ask you to do this because if you don't, there'll come a point in five, 10, 15 years from now where you'll probably be aiming in this direction and realizing, man, I should have done this sooner. So you can take a couple hours and do this. And what I would say is don't write down what you think it costs you to live, write down what you've spent. So you can go back over the last 90 days of your spending, of your uh, bank statements, of your credit card statements, uh, and look back and see what did I actually spend. I was having a conversation with a friend about this who's who's good with money stuff, and I was just talking, and he said, you know, when I've helped people get out of debt, he said the number one thing that people realize is I spent way more money, a lot more money at the coffee shop than I ever thought I did. I spent $400 this month at the coffee shop, and and uh or whatever, right? 250 bucks at the coffee shop. And then my eating out was was crazy, right? Almost cost as much as my rent. And so taking a look and seeing not what you think it costs you to live, but what it actually does. And then you can make an adjustments off that. But I want to give you some scriptures because especially if you're a giver and you're generous, you almost look at a savings account as like, what's the point of having a savings account? Because I just give, right? The Lord will have me empty it out. So what's the point? The Lord can bless me. But I want to talk to you about why it's important to have a savings account and choosing to save before you spend. So this would be my recommendation for you. Um, Well, let me give you the scriptures first. So number one, three scriptures on savings and why savings account is actually biblical. Number one, the Bible says in Deuteronomy 28 verse eight, it says, the Lord shall command the blessing upon you in your storehouse and in all that you undertake. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. A storehouse is the modern day savings account. A storehouse was where they kept the food storage for the year. The Lord would bless your storehouse. A storehouse now is a savings account. If you don't have a savings account, how can the Lord bless your storehouse? So this is my, and my second scripture is Proverbs um, chapter three, verse nine and 10. Honor the Lord with the substance and with the first fruits of all your increase. So shall your barns be filled with plenty. Everyone say plenty. And your presses shall burst out with new wine. A barn, again, is a storehouse. And then Proverbs 21, 20. uh, The wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get. If there ever was a scripture to make sure that you're not spending every bit of income that you get, it's that scripture. I would even say if you're at a place where your income has changed recently, and please listen to me on this, your income has changed recently, then I, I want you to take a look and say, I'm deciding 
to, to, to get a storehouse, to get a savings account, and I'm going to pray and put a certain percentage of my current income into this storehouse and believe the Lord to bring in other income that can cover the bills. This is a step of faith that I'm not telling you you have to take, but it's a step of faith that I took when we transitioned out of business and I was putting a certain amount away for savings that I just said, Lord, I'm, I'm changing from where I was. My, my monthly expenditures is, is adjusted for my income, which was, which was high. And when I made the transition into, into the ministry, the, the income changed. And I made a decision from the beginning. I'm not stopping the giving that I'm doing, number one, the amounts that I'm giving, and I'm not stopping the offerings and I'm not stopping savings. So I made a decision to pull a certain amount out of my income into savings, even though on paper it didn't make sense. And I said, Lord, I'm going to believe that you're going to make up from the get-go because you said it's only a fool that spends everything they get. So Lord, I'm going to believe that my my income doesn't come just from my job, my income, you pay my bills. What soldier goes toward his own expense? And so having a, a savings account is biblical. So I'm going to give you a couple practical steps and maybe I'll break this up into two podcasts. But if I was in your shoes, what I would be doing, first of all, if you don't have a job, get a job. If you're retired, there's something that you can put your hand to, even if it's part-time that you enjoy that, or that you're good at. I, I don't really like the doctrine of, of just do what you love. I believe you can do something that's difficult and you can learn to love it. I think you should do something that the Lord tells you to do and you should do something that matters. Do you, you know, I've had people come to me, I, I, I'm doing this investing in this crypto thing and I, I'm really good at it and I'm making good money, but you know, I, I come to Bible school and uh, and then I'm in the presence of God and then I just don't feel like doing it. Well, it doesn't, of course, they're, they're like, you know, for me, I remember the same thing when I was knocking doors. It's like I would be in the anointing and then I would be driving out to get yelled at by people for knocking on their doors. It feels totally opposite. It doesn't feel, I would rather just stay in the anointing, but God doesn't want us just in the anointing 24 hours a day. He wants us out making an impact. And so I, I, I'm not really for the do what you love. I'm for do what God tells you to do, number one, even if it's hard. I didn't love door-to-door sales at first. I learned to be good at it, and there were still times where it was difficult. I didn't love every moment of being out there. You know, what would I, if I was going to do what I'd love, I'd be working at a bakery right now and probably not loving it, right? You love the idea. I'm going to go make these breads. You know, that's what I loved. I loved eating, right? And I like baking. I'm going to go own a bakery. That's stupid. I don't, don't do what you love. Do what the Lord tells you to do and do something that matters and that the Lord can bless. And so, um, number one, get a job. Number two, start to save. You need to, your first step, and I was talking to a friend yesterday, and so some of these are his notes, but your first step needs to be that you have $1,000 in cash somewhere in your house in, an, in a sealed envelope. And it's, a, it's an emergency fund, really, that if your wallet was stolen and you need to go and get a new, uh, new card or you need to go get a, uh, a new driver's license, there's something and you have no way to get access, that you have money somewhere that, that's an emergency money. This isn't something that when you want a pair of sneakers, you reach into. This is a, a fund that's there for an emergency. Your first step should be to get $1,000 into an envelope that's an emergency fund. And if you're saying my income doesn't allow that, I'm not even, I'm going to debt every month. This is where you use your faith. 
This is where you take the scriptures and say, Lord, you said that only a fool spends whatever they get. Lord, the income, maybe you move for Bible school. Maybe you're, you used to have a great income and now you're in Bible school and things are different. This is where you use your faith and you say, Lord, this is my situation. I'm believing to bring extra so that I can be at a place where there's there's stuff set aside. This is biblical. You know, you can live paycheck to paycheck and you can live miracle to miracle where you're always believing the Lord and gas money came in and my rent was paid and I didn't have enough and the Lord did it. But you know, after a year of that, you shouldn't be living in that place anymore. You shouldn't 10 years from now still be living and getting miracles. So you're staying afloat. You increase, you go from, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging for bread to the next verse, which says he's ever merciful and lends. That's a different financial level. You should be pressing forward. So the same faith that takes to believe that the Lord's going to bring in food for you to eat is the same faith that it takes to have a thousand dollars set aside in a, in an at-home savings account. So number one, get a thousand dollars set aside. Number two is, number two is you should be looking to, um, and it's really a choice now. Number two and number three are, are your choice in what you do. Your, your next goal, two goals, I'm going to lump them together and you pick which one you go up to first. Your next two goals should be to, uh, number one is eliminate debt. I'm not talking about a mortgage. I'm talking about credit card debt. I'm talking about the JCPenney debt that you've got. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the debt that's high interest debt. Uh, even, even cars, you should be looking at paying them off. But credit card debt especially, um, uh, you should be looking to eliminate debt. And then number three is you should be looking to get, please hear me, three to six months of income, excuse me, three to six months of living expenses into a savings account. Your goal should be, people have goals. I want to buy this shoe. I want to buy these guitars, this guitar. I want to buy this. And they have no savings goal. Your saving goal should come before your spending goal. You should be disciplined enough where if the Lord, where you say, Lord, I'm going to do this because this is a storehouse and I I want to see it blessed. And it's biblical that I have a storehouse. And Lord, after this, and it isn't saving to spend. It isn't saving of enough money to buy this guitar. It's saving up to have this money in an account that it's not money you spend. Savings is not savings so you can spend it. Savings is savings so that if you so if the Lord speaks to you about an investment, that if the Lord does tell you to give over here, that if that it's savings is there to give you a comfort level where if if the economy shut down again, you're not freaking out for a month that you could live for 3 months for 6 months. So looking at those two things, I, I don't have any debt. So for me, I just say go from $1,000 in an envelope to getting three to six months in a bank account. If you look and you say it cost me $2,200 to live, then your goal should be to get between $6,600 and $13,200 in a checking, excuse me, in a savings account somewhere. And then just a small recommendation with the savings account. If you're, if you're still listening and this isn't, and you're not like, oh my gosh, I hate my life. Why do I'm taking those sneakers back? I'm taking that phone back. I'm taking this back. Maybe you need to take some of that stuff back. You know, there are points in life where like you look at your situation you're like, this sucks and I have to change it, right? That was the same way it was for me with my weight. I was like 21 and my knees were aching and I was like, my 80 year old self is going to be so messed up. If my knees are hurting now, how are my 80-year-old knees going to be if I don't change something? This sucks. Let me change it. It becomes fuel not to make you do nothing, but to make you realize I need to make some changes. There's times in life where you have a this sucks moment and then you make the changes. So if you're sitting there listening to this like, I'm so terrible with money. I've got 17 pairs of new Adidas sneakers and Reeboks and Nikes and I have you know $6 in my checking account. 
then then make the appropriate adjustments today. This is why I'm doing this podcast. And so for a savings account, here's a couple things. Do not get a savings account that it's attached to your checking account. My recommendation is that you get a savings account that's an online-only savings account. Number one, the interest rates are better. They're still garbage, but they're better. You'll get 1.25% interest at some online savings account, and you'll get 0.07 interest rate or 0.1 interest rate um, percent interest at these at these you know bank saving regular savings account. Why do I say that? So that you can't just like look in your bank and be like, oh, there I, I can overdraft my checking and it pulls it out of my savings. Those should not be attached. It should be difficult for you to get your money. If I want to get money out of savings, I actually have to do a wire and it takes days. So the only time I've ever pulled money out of savings is when the Lord specifically spoke to me and I did it to get seed. There was one time in in a handful of years that the Lord spoke to me to get, it was, and it was a large chunk. It was for three different people. It was a large chunk for three people. The Lord spoke to me last January to do this. And I, and it's his, the Lord knows it's his. It's not my savings. It's his savings. If he wants to touch it, he can. And then the other time is when I pulled it out to start investing. But my, but my recommendation is number one is get a thousand dollars into an envelope somewhere in your house, a sealed envelope. It's not a spending envelope. And I would even say this, listen, unless the Lord speaks to you specifically and you know that you know that you know the voice of the Lord. That's not a giving envelope either. That's an emergency fund envelope. You can have a savings account. Please hear me. You can have a savings account and still believe the Lord for seed. Your seed is not in your savings account. Your savings is in your savings account. When you've given and you've sowed seed and you've given what you give your 10% and you've sowed your seed that you give, and then you have a desire to give. It does not mean you go to your savings account to get it. You go to the Lord because he gives seed to sow and bread to eat, and he'll bless your storehouses. For some people, this is so difficult because they've just lived from like, I just reached into my bank account. And I'm, I'm not telling you not to give. If the Lord tells you to empty your account, you do it. If the Lord speaks and you know it's him, you do it. But if you have a desire, I want to bless this person. You don't just go into savings unless the Lord tells you to, because that's not a that's not a that's not a seed account. That's a savings account, and they're two different things. And the Lord can bless your savings and bless your seed and give you seed. There's times right now, you know. There's times I believe the Lord for seed to sow to somebody. I have it in my savings, but that's not my seed account. The Lord can give me seed to give seed. Amen. All right, I'm going to wrap this one up because we've gone on too long. I'm going to do this in two parts. I'll do a second part of, of this, and we'll talk more about this. But I love you. God bless you. If this has helped you, if this has hurt you, if this has rebuked you, <laughs> if this has uh, de- demeaned you or depressed you, I'm sorry. I'm trying to help. I'm honestly trying to help. And I love you, and we'll see you on the next podcast.